big idea. The pure heart of Christ loved the Father and others with no expectation of reciprocity. Our weekly identity statement, Jesus is not only the King of heaven, he is the King of my heart. And our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Henry Nouwen said, Jesus, the beloved of God, has a pure heart. Having a pure heart means willing one thing. Jesus wanted only to do the will of his heavenly Father. Whatever Jesus did or said, he did it and said it as the obedient Son of God. There are no divisions in Jesus' heart, no double motives or secret intentions. In Jesus, there is complete inner unity because of his complete unity with God. Becoming like Jesus is growing into purity of heart. That purity is what gave Jesus and will give us true spiritual vision. The heart of Christ was perfectly pure, free from sin and free from selfish ambition. His heart was not polluted by sin or selfishness. He was in the world, but the world didn't recognize their creator. Let's take a look at some examples of Jesus' purity. First, Jesus, pure in motives and desire. John chapter 5, verse 30 By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Jesus' motive was not to please himself, it was to please the one who sent him, the Father. John chapter 6, verse 38, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Jesus wasn't here to fulfill his own desires or his own will, he was here to do the will of the one who sent him. But perhaps one of the best glimpses into the motives and desire of Jesus is in the garden the night before his crucifixion. Luke chapter 22, verse 42, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Even as he faced the most difficult moment of his life and mission on earth, where we, if we had the same knowledge Jesus had about what he was facing, we would have backed out regardless of the Father's desires, but even when it would cost him his own life, his desire was to do the will of the Father. Pure in worship. John chapter 17, verse 4. I have glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work you gave me to do. Jesus wasn't here to get glory for himself. Not once throughout his ministry did he seek to divert attention from the crowd towards his own activities. He knew that his work glorified the Father. Pure in focus. Matthew chapter 20, verse 25. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was their leader, and they were fighting for position. And where he could have put them in their place, instead he reminded them why he was here, to serve and give his life as a ransom. That's focus. Jesus' love was pure, free from sin, and free from selfish ambition. John chapter 14, verse 31. But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. The reason Jesus did what he did? Because he loved the Father and he wanted the world to know it. 
John chapter 15, verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my Father I have made known to you. The love with which Jesus loved his disciples was the same love he received from the Father. And in that love was where Jesus dwelled. He remained, abided in the love of the Father. Jesus' heart was love. We have an incredibly difficult time imagining Jesus with a perfectly pure heart because our hearts are so imperfect, but his heart was pure. In the words of Billy Graham, the pure in heart are the only ones who can know what it means to be supremely happy. Their hearts are pure toward God and, as a result, are pure toward their fellow men. They are happy because, in possessing him who is all in all, they envy no man's worldly goods. They are happy because they envy not another man's praise. Because they are the enemy of no man, they regard no man as their enemy. The result is peace with God and the world. Our daily scripture focus is Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 through 28. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize this. Jesus wanted only to do the will of his heavenly Father. Whatever Jesus did or said, he did and said it as the obedient Son of God. There are no divisions in Jesus' heart, no double motives or secret intentions. Spend a few moments picturing Jesus' perfectly submissive and obedient heart. Can you begin to imagine what a pure heart might be like? Now reflect and ask God to bring to mind any division in your heart. Ask God to bring to mind any double motives, manipulations, or secret intentions in your heart that aren't anything like Christ. And third, repent. See yourself intentionally choosing to reject the double motives, manipulations, secret intentions, and divisions in your heart, and see your heart as being fully and completely focused on Jesus. And finally, thank God. Thank God for giving you a clean heart. Thank God for showing you areas that He wants to work on. And thank God that He is doing a new work in you today.